everyone. This is Triple Play Fantasy, the Beyond the Analyst interview series. I'm your host, Zach, at F. Chalupa Batman. I am joined today by the wonderful Josh Larkey at J. Larkey Tweets. And you may know him as the director of fantasy embedding for the 33rd team. How are you doing today, Josh? I'm doing well, Zach. Let's let's get right into it. I'm excited to talk a little bit less about my player takes for this season. So let, let's go. Awesome. Perfect segue. So if you guys have not joined into season one with 30 wonderful interviews, um, this is now season two and we're already several interviews in. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the Triple Play Fantasy um, YouTube channel. Like the video. Great way to support the team. But we are here to talk to Josh about Josh. Uh, he puts out some wonderful takes. We appreciate that. But uh, there's plenty of time for that. Uh, we want to get to know Josh better. So that's the whole point of going beyond the analyst in this interview series. So with that, Josh, like you said, we'll get started. How did you start playing fantasy football? So like many people in this industry, I started playing a long time ago, all the way back in 2017. I, I was a big sports analytics guy throughout my life. I collected baseball cards. I collected football cards. I, I consider myself a baseball and football historian. And I was always afraid playing fantasy football would ruin my love for the just watching the game itself. So I always avoided it. And when I was in grad school, I decided it was time to uh, take the plunge. So I started playing fantasy football. And uh, in terms of like getting started in the industry, uh, it was shortly after that first season. So it was uh, February of 2018. And still in grad school, just finished my first NFL season playing fantasy. And I was at a, a sports analytics conference that would recommend for anyone interested in actually breaking into the industry, the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference. You do not have to go to MIT to go to the conference. I did not go to MIT myself, but I met Matt Kelly, the owner, founder, et cetera, of playerprofiler.com at a football analytics panel hit it off with him. And that was how I got my start doing content. Uh, I guess not content, doing research. So I did research for him for about two and a half years, just coding, communicating with him behind the scenes. So a lot of people kind of think like I just one day started creating content. And I always push back on that because A, that's not what happened. And B, I think it's important for people to realize like how much hard work often has to happen for you to be given like a quote unquote shot in this industry. And that it's rarely like, oh, I had a good tweet or I had one good article and now I'm just doing stuff. Like it was two and a half years behind the scenes working pretty, pretty in depth on a lot of projects for Matt. Uh, it's really cool to kind of hear that story of what you're doing behind the scenes because it's behind the scenes. People aren't going to see that and know um, all of that if, if they haven't heard your story before. But I do have to ask, um, since you said you, you waited so long, you didn't want to ruin uh, sports for you. Did, did it ruin it or? Were you wrong? No, it makes it better. I'm a. I I, I love to, to 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 gamble. I think it's fun, and being able to do it responsibly makes it more fun. I I try to make money over the long run, and I just think it's very fun to watch a football game, kind of have your predictions about what's going to happen, and then seeing some of those come to fruition. It's an incredible experience. So it's made football watching better. If anything. It's my favorite sport to watch. I, I know a lot of people out there are like, oh, you're an analytics guy. You don't watch football. And that's half correct because even though I'm an analytics guy, I genuinely love watching football. We talked pre-show. I played football in high school at one point. I played flag football throughout my life. I've watched a lot of football myself. So while there's better people than me out there, I'm sure, at watching football, it is something that I just genuinely enjoy doing. I don't think I'd make it in this industry 
if I didn't like football, considering how much time I have to spend researching and watching it for work. Absolutely. Well, even though you waited till 2017, I'm, I'm glad you finally jumped on the, the fantasy bandwagon and, and are <laughs> enjoying it. <laughs> so I think I started in like 2006, I think around then. Um, but wow. I never considered. Uh, yeah, I was in high school. Um, Who's your first pick? I honestly don't remember. Um, back then, that was it was the season before Randy Moss went to New England because I remember the team that I got spanked, or I ended up beating him, but he was spanking everybody that season, had both Brady and Moss. So he was destroying everybody until the playoffs when they had like a, a snow game and I beat him in the playoffs. That was my second season. I can't remember my first pick. It, it, it's been too long. But I remember not being a good drafter back then and taking QB go. way too early. Um, <laughs> All of that fun. So I didn't, I didn't know anything about fantasy football, obviously my first year. And this, the content like it is now was not as popular back then. It, it was your, your really big brands. And even then they weren't really standing behind fantasy like it is now. So, um, it's been great getting to learn a lot more and now getting to produce that content as well. Um, but kind of transitioning, there's really no easy way to transition from fantasy football to this, but, um, I know you're a big, <laughs> I'll just be honest. Th- there's no way to transition. <laughs> Um, but you are a big advocate for mental health awareness. Um, I like to talk about it as well. Um, but I think one of the big things, and that's what I want to ask you is what can we do to continue to normalize talking about our, our mental health? The, the way that I think about it is I think it's really important to show people that you can struggle with mental health. You can go to therapy and you can also live a relatively normal life at the same time. I know not everyone's lucky enough to have that in their life right now, like I do, but I think it's important to show that side, just like, if you are going to therapy and you're truly like at the at rock bottom struggling, it's okay to show that too. But I try and show that uh, I definitely have my ups and downs. Uh, last year, I went through a lot of stuff, uh, kind of right actually when I was starting work at the 33rd team, unrelated to work. A lot of personal stuff in my life that was difficult. And I, I tried to show that at times, like I just wasn't doing as well. And what I like to show right now, because I'm doing generally pretty well, is that I go to therapy. I can have a pretty normal social work life and still work and take care of myself. And kind of knowing that part of my success with work, with other stuff I do in life is because I'm self-aware and because I actually deal with my personal issues. Since a lot of people, because of how society is, it's kind of like, oh, like men, it's weak if you cry, it's weak if you show emotion. And I kind of fight against that. I think I'm actually pretty strong mentally stronger than I've been probably ever before. And I cry, I go to therapy, I talk about my emotions. And when I used to not do any of those things, I was not as strong of a person. And I think we kind of have it backwards in a way that like, a, I think a, a good example is like as a pretty public figure in the space, I take a lot of shit on Twitter from Twitter trolls. If I was not working on myself, I would probably take that stuff pretty personally. If, if I just ignored that, and tried to act like it didn't affect me at all when it first started, that would have been pretty bad. But instead, I dealt with it. I thought about why these people are doing it and kind of came to the conclusion that, you know what, these people are probably not doing very well in life. And that rather than uh, fighting back or getting extremely offended, that I should say, you know what, that is really unfortunate that this person's at a place in their life where they feel like they want to take others down during their free time. I spend my free time doors exercising, getting drinks with friends. I don't spend my time, uh, my, my free time trying to troll other people on Twitter and digging stuff up. 
So I think just like working on yourself, being self-aware helps you with so many aspects. And I know for me, like it's helped me with the public side of my job. It's helped me now as a manager uh, with a lot of people that I oversee and that if I'm not trying to be the best version myself, that how can then, how, how then should I feel justified in any way to like try and help and develop others? So there's just a lot of things about it, but ultimately I'd recommend therapy for anyone out there that is curious about it. And at the very least, just have open, real conversations with, with friends of yours, with family members, anything like that. Because at the end of the day, uh, nothing good ever comes from hiding your emotions. No, I appreciate you talking about that, Josh. And that's why I asked, because I think there is a stigma out there that, especially with men, but in general too, like you can't talk about your mental health. You shouldn't talk about it. If you do, you're weak. Uh, there's something wrong with you if you need to go to therapy. And that's not true. Um, you don't have to have something wrong with you to go to therapy or quote unquote something wrong with you. Um, you can just go to therapy because you want to work through something, what, no matter what it is. And I'm a big proponent of therapy as well. I've gone before. I'm going again now. I've been on anti-anxiety medication. I've gone off it. I've gone back on it. Like I know we don't talk about it enough and I like to try to talk about it more. Um, you're, I think my the third person I've interviewed that I've brought this question up because, um, I know you are a proponent of mental health awareness because there, it should be normalized. And I think society in general, but even the fantasy space would be a lot better off. Um, if we all kind of admitted that we all are dealing with various challenges and that's okay. And it's okay to get help and it's okay to, to work through those issues because mm-hmm. you and I aren't unique in that sense. And I'm sure there's a lot more people out there and they don't realize that so many people are, are dealing with mm-hmm. similar things and are also getting help and it's okay to get help. I mean, AJ Brown goes to therapy. What are we doing, people? That is the most manly man I have probably ever laid eyes on. And that man goes to therapy. Come on. Yeah, I mean, AJ that, Brown. That needs, to be, <laughs> that needs to be in the BetterHelp Reads for, for all the podcasts that are sponsored by BetterHelp. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> if, if AJ, AJ Brown, Brown goes to therapy. To therapy. <laughs> this is the most beautiful human that I've ever seen. He is as manly as it gets. He's as tough as it gets. And he goes to therapy to work on himself, folks. So if that's your image of what a manly man is, is someone that breaks tackles like A.J. Brown, that simply outmans other men, that man goes to therapy. So if you have the stereotypical view of men, then the most stereotypical manly man ever behind the scenes is also going to therapy. I mean, that, that cannot be a better sell to, to at least give therapy a chance <laughs> than that. So I appreciate that, Josh. Uh, no, I'm going to have to use that more often. If A.J. Brown can, so can you. Um, so... Uh, transitioning back into your your career, how did you get started with the thirty thirteen? So uh, there's there's been a lot of drama surrounding my career change or not career change my my company change. I, there's a lot of rumors out there. Unfortunately, I've signed some contracts with a, a prior employer, so I cannot tell the full story about some of this stuff. But what I will say is that ultimately, the thirty third team Twitter account DM'd me. And, uh, that was the same thing that happened when I left player profiler for FTN. Uh, the CEO of FTN, Kevin Adams DM'd me and said, Hey, I might be able to give you a raise. Would you like to chat as a, a mid to late twenties working professional who does not have massive life savings? I am always open to, uh, a nice raise, especially early on in my career when I'm not making a whole lot of money because sports generally doesn't pay very well. So just like I did from player profiler to FTN, when the 33rd team reached out, I, I took the call. I thought it was very interesting to see what they were doing. 
And ultimately, I ended up interviewing with Joe Banner, Mike Tannenbaum, Tony Petiti, three people that have done so much in the sports industry at the highest levels of the NFL and MLB. And for me, like ultimately, the reason I chose to leave FTN after only two months to work for the 33rd team was twofold. One, a pay raise. I, I don't I don't know why we try and demonize people getting a pay raise. We should all strive to make more money for doing essentially similar work. But it wasn't even similar work because the other thing was I was trying to interview and be tasked with managing a team and creating this department for the 33rd team. The 33rd team had been a football think tank. It was started originally by Mike Tannenbaum and Joe Banner. And uh, they essentially liked young talent, thought that young people were not getting a fair shot in the industry. So they tried to take on a lot of interns, help them do football research, and then help them get hired by NFL teams. As you might imagine, that is an awful business model when you want to actually make money and have a real business. If you are developing college interns and then watching them leave for another company, and now you spent time invested in them and they're gone. So they came to me with the noble mission to start the gambling side of the 33rd team. Because as we all know, people are willing to pay for fantasy betting DFS content. So that that was kind of how they reached out and what that process was like. So I, I did a lot of interviews and ultimately sold them on my vision that I had for what this department could be and how we could utilize the unique resources available to us. So I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneurial type person at heart. Uh, I've never really liked the, the corporate world where every three to five years you get your promotion. I always kind of wanted the, the sink or swim approach where I try to do my best job. If I don't do a good job, I'm fired. If I do a good job, I'm promoted. I like that, that merit-based approach a lot more. I know some people really want that. Some people don't. I've always kind of gravitated towards that competitive side and saying like, hey, sink or swim, put me in there and I'll try and do my best and we'll see what happens. So I really liked that. I thought it was kind of like the opportunity of a lifetime to be able to work under people that have kind of been there and done that in football and baseball. So being able to talk with Joe Banner throughout the week, knowing that he would be my direct boss, I, I didn't know how I could pass that up. So as someone that wanted to become a leader, a manager in this industry, having someone like him who's done it at the highest level for decades, it's pretty much invaluable. Uh, so I think like that's one of the most like, that's one of the coolest experiences being with the 33rd team would just be getting to interact with Joe on a pretty much daily basis and learning from him. And then I think the, the other couple cool moments would just be interviewing Amon Ross St. Brown and Chris Johnson. Hard, hard not to mention that. That's really fun. That's a very minor part of the job. So if you're trying to get into this industry for that, I assure you, you won't make it because with Amon Ra, we chatted for 10 minutes. With Chris Johnson, we chatted for 30. That is over the past eight months. That is very, very minimal. Uh, I I used to have a, a series with Marty Morningwig, former uh, NFL head coach and offense coordinator. He was actually the the OC with the Ravens when they switched from Flacco to Lamar in Lamar's rookie year. So loved having a series with him last season we might uh renew that for this next year but some of those experiences have just been really cool and kind of unique for the 33rd team so i i truly enjoy those but it's also such a minor part of my job so like the day-to-day -day rewarding stuff is just getting to see like people on my team flourishing for example jordan vanek put out the most kick-ass article today on the site looking at tyree kill and basically saying hey tyree kill was playing with patrick mahomes andy reed he goes to the Dolphins with a first-time head coach in Mike McDaniel. And Tua Tagovailoa, 
who gets hurt multiple times and still puts up over 1,700 receiving yards. What is behind that? And getting to read that article and learning about how Tyree Kill can have a career year when seemingly the deck was stacked against him, that's the type of stuff that I love. And it's so cool when I get to see people that I'm trying to help develop really come into their own and do the type of research, the content that I know I could never do myself. So it just makes me so proud to see that. And I'm like, wow, that is way better than anything I could do. Amazing work. And it just makes me really happy. And it's rewarding to see that. No, that's great to hear. And the third, third team, like, it's a great concept. It's a great team. I mean, the roster that's over there for coaches and former players is insane. But then, like you said, you're putting together a great team as well of content creators. So it's been a lot of fun to, to see your side grow, but then also just the, the players like Greg Jennings gets involved talking about wide receivers with fantasy football. Like, what a cool concept. Um, so stuff like that is really cool to see from 3013. Thank you. And then, uh, Finally, we kind of talked about it a little bit before, but maybe you might have a more specific answer, but there's a lot of new content creators or people thinking about starting in this fantasy space, which I think is wonderful. I, I love new voices, more diversity, but do you have any advice for those content creators as they first start out? Yeah, I wrote down a few things. This is actually the part of the interview where I took some notes beforehand since I think this part's really important and I wanted to make sure that I, I was able to get together some pretty clear and concise thoughts. One of them, uh, I think it's always important to create a track record of success. I'll talk about what that means and a guy that I hired who has a track record of success. Let me talk about Max Ford. Max Ford reached out to me via Twitter DMs when I was hiring last summer. Had never heard of him. Knew nothing about the guy. He sent me a cold DM that worked. And his DM was essentially, hey, I'm a former defensive end from the Canadian Football League. Towards the end of my playing career, I recognized I needed to do something else aside from simply playing football professionally for the rest of my life. So I went back to school and got a master's in business analytics. I'm interested in combining these skills to work in this industry. And I thought, huh, do I know who also has a master's in business analytics? This guy. Do I know who did not play football professionally? Also this guy. And I was like, wow, it seems like what Max does, he's very good at. And I liked that. That's a track record of success. Uh, I think Ryan Reynolds on my team is another great example. Massive track record of success, flipping sports cards, big track record of success, betting on football. Pretty much everything that he's done in this industry, he's done at one of the highest levels. And I think that that's a really good way to do it. Sometimes you just want to show that you can put your mind, try something new and be good at it. Not everybody can do that though. So that, that's one path where it's just like, hey, just work really hard, be smart, figure out ways to do good work. Another way is developing your own process that you can clearly communicate with others, whether that's fantasy betting, whatever it might be, develop an in-depth process that's your own. Don't steal someone's process, develop your own process. Talk to others about your process and say, hey, like I, I'm doing dynasty rankings here. Here's what I was, I was waiting, age, production, X, Y, Z. Here's kind of how I put them together. Be very transparent about it because a, people like transparency. They want to know how you're doing stuff. And B, it's so much easier for someone to give you constructive feedback if they know what you were doing. That is one thing that's amazing about being open about your process is when someone gives you feedback, it hits hard and it hits home and it can help you. Because if you're lying about what you're doing and then someone gives you feedback, you can't even use that feedback. Another thing, be yourself. Everybody else is taken. That's what everyone says. But the way I think about it is there's billions of people in the world. 
And if the, the track record of success scares you and you think like, oh, I don't think I can be very good at this or that or whatever. Well, the, the one thing that you're the best at that nobody else is, is being yourself. Whatever your unique combination of humor, life experiences, education, football knowledge. Sure, you might not be the best anywhere. That's actually okay. But that unique combination, figure out how to take advantage of that. Because, Zach, there are definitely things out there you're better than me at. There's definitely things that I'm better than you at. And it's important to recognize what that is and to learn what that is. So just trying to simply copy somebody else or uh, taking on somebody else's persona is not really the way to do it. And then finally, make unique content. Trust me. As a numbers guy, I know this for certain. It is far easier to be the best at something or at least one of the best at something when only 10 people are doing it. If 10,000 people are doing it, it makes it much harder. Go for niche research. Try and be the best at something. Ask questions that you haven't seen answered before and spend many hours researching, thinking about it, talking about it with others. You might think, oh, that sounds really difficult. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you what's difficult. You try to make it as a waiver wire analyst. Are you freaking kidding me? You think you're going to be better than tens of thousands of people that have come before you. How cocky can you get that you think that is how you're going to make it? That you think you're going to be the best out of 10,000? Oh, good luck. Why not just shoot for something where only 10 people know about it? I've never understood that. That's one thing I liked about the 33rd team. Work smarter, not harder. We have some unique resources. I want it to be a part of that. I don't like competing with people if I can compete with fewer people. I love competition, but I have to be smart about it. And you should too. So find areas of research. Find something that not a lot of people are discussing that is inherently interesting to you. And I promise you that will reap more results than trying to do what everybody else has done and simply thinking I can do this better than everybody else because you probably cannot. No, that's all great advice. And I think whether one of those things applies to you or all of them applies to you, you can make it work and help yourself out as you start off. Or even if you've already been in the industry for a while, you could probably still use that advice. So I appreciate that, Josh. So that was the last of my, we'll call them the hard hitting serious questions. I do have some rapid fire questions if you're game. Let's do it. I'm ready. Hit me with it. All right. <laughs> Rapid fire questions. All right. We, we got to hit you with the graphic. So um, you can, this is a one word answer or it can be several words, whatever you need to provide the context that you feel is appropriate for each question. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Next. Skiing or snowboarding? <laughs> snowboarding. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Flight. What three words would you hope others would use to describe you? Honest, creative, and caring. All right. And the last one, creamy or crunchy peanut butter? Oh, I've always wanted to end a podcast with this word. Creamy. <laughs> that's, the, that's the clip right there. <laughs> there there's it the is. For, there's the Roll the credits. <laughs> <laughs> so, you crush those rapid fire questions, Josh. And I, I appreciate you coming on. I think uh, everyone got to get to know you a little bit better, which is the whole point of this. I really appreciate it. Can you let everybody know where they can find you and all of your work? Well, first off, Zach, thanks for having me. This this was fun. I don't get asked these types of questions a lot. Sometimes, believe it or not, I get tired of telling you 
stock up, stock down, upside, downside, stuff like that. So th- this was a lot of fun. You can find my stuff on the33rdteam.com. You can follow me on Twitter at jlarkytweets. Make sure that you're checking out myself and my team's work. I take a lot of pride in what I do and what our team does. And hopefully people that consume our content can tell just how much time and effort we're putting into everything behind the scenes and publicly. So the33rdteam.com. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Josh. Thank you all out there for watching or listening. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. Like, all that fun stuff, great way to support the team. Triple Play Fantasy covers you with football, baseball, basketball, even movies and food. We got it all. So make sure you go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any of that awesome content from the team. Thanks again, and we'll catch you for the next interview.